0: Hi there and welcome along to row four of the 12 rows of Christmas. Today it's four power strokes. What does that mean? Well, we're going to row a 30 minute piece at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. So this is one of those low intensity fitness building give a chance to work on technique blah rows, okay? Which are really important, don't skip them, okay? Hard sell. But every three minutes, what I want you to do is four power strokes. You're still going to do this at 20 strokes a minute, but I want you just to put in more of a push from your legs. Now, depending on how you're doing so far in this 12 row series, you may be a little bit tired and worn out after yesterday's Tabata session. I know I am so how much of a push you put in for these uh, power strokes is entirely up to you um, if you can just go up by 2-3 seconds pace just to put in more of a push from your legs that's fine if you've got lots of energy lots of power in your legs and you want to really kind of go up to say 10 seconds faster so 2k plus 8 or something then you can do that for your four strokes it's up to you the only thing is, is that this is meant to be that kind of low intensity bottom tier row that you're not really meant to be kind of pushing this any harder than kind of like that kind of 6 out of 10 effort. In fact, today's t-shirt does say it's the don't push the slow stuff uh, t-shirt. So I'm just cold, so I'm doing that again. Um, So (laughs) I'm kind of going against my own thing here by saying to do the power strokes, but really four power strokes every few minutes isn't going to tip the scales. It's just about trying to keep a 30-minute row interesting. Okay, right. So that's what we're doing today. So let's get into a four-minute warm-up today rather than the 10 minutes we did yesterday. Who thought of that? And we start off by setting up the machine and going to the drag factor factor on a concept too if you don't know what drag factor is please check out the youtube video that i have about it i set mine to round about 125 if that helps if you're on a non-concept 2 just set it so you get enough of resistance or weight or whatever that you can get a nice feel to the stroke but you don't have to heave against it all right next up if you can set your monitor to eye heights you're not looking up and you're not looking down and finally if you can adjust the height of your foot plates then please set them to a point where you're able to get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically if you are set too high you might not quite be able to get there if you're set too low you may go flying past and your wee toes will get sore. Um, That's if you're rowing socks like me. A good ballpark is to say that the strap should cover the balls of your feet rather than the kind of high mid foot or your kind of front toe or your big toe um, or the bottom lace in your shoe and then you can set that there and then adjust from that point as to how comfortable you are, right? So, our four-minute warm-up, we're going to do this at 18 strokes a minute. And I really just want you to put in enough of a push from your feet to think about the connection of your hands on the handle to the machine, but I'll talk about that as we start. I always do do it this way, um, just to think about that power connection, all right? The hoodie is off. So let's get into this. In three, two, one, let's go. So, you get the power into your stroke, by pushing your feet into the machine, okay? However, somehow it has to get up and in to your hands and into the handle, doesn't it? And this is all about timing and body position. So body position, you want to be leaning in to a one o'clock tilt towards the front of the machine with straight arms, but you want to make sure that as you push your feet into the machine your hands connect the handle to the machine at exactly the same time okay so you push at the same time that your hands connect you're not pulling with your hands at this point you're just connecting to the flywheel or water wheel or whatever your machine uses And that's how the power efficiently gets into the machine so while you're working on that timing just start to push a little bit harder with your feet increase your pace up towards your 2k training pace plus 20 seconds and if you don't know your 2k training pace then I suggest rowing a 2000 meter time trial as fast as you can and then divide the resulting time by 4 to give you your average pace to cover 500 meters in your 2k time trial and that's your 2k training pace so an 8 minute 2k would be a 2 minute average plus 20 seconds is 2 minutes 20 right let's put one foot on the ground carry on rowing don't worry if your pace drops off here from that 2K plus 20 pace. You've only got one leg in after all. But just let this help to open up your body, improve your flexibility into the front of the machine. Not so much that you over extend, but it should improve things. Swap so feet. Then take a quick notice if there's a dramatic difference between your two legs. I mean, two or three seconds, yeah, it's all right. But if it's like ten seconds, then you have a bit of a muscle imbalance going on. Okay, two more here, and then after this one, we'll put both feet back in, legs straight and just roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, out with your arms, swing back over your hips. It's really important to think about this tilt backwards and forwards over your hips and letting that swing create power before you pull in your arms. It's a really important part of your main stroke. One more. Roll to the front, straight arms and a forward tilt. And just push out with your legs while holding your straight arms and a forward tilt. So don't push too hard with your legs, because you want to try and think about just maintaining this position through this drill. And also think about that timing connection of your feet to your hands while you're here too. One more, yeah. Okay, keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay, so it's a simple old row today. We're doing 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute, and most of your pace is going to be at 2k plus 18 However, every three minutes, I want you to do four power strokes. That really just means keeping your stroke rate the same, but putting in more of a push from your legs. And remember, it's more of a push from your legs. It's not about heaving and pulling from the front. I'll talk about this in the main row, as I always do. But remember, power is about your legs. And then you finish with your arms. Got me? Right. So, might as well just get straight into it. Don't need to cool down too much after the four-minute warm-up. Uh, it shouldn't be that tough a row today. Like I say, the power strokes will certainly take up... Those four strokes will, effort-wise, you'll suddenly jump up to, like, eight. But it should really, as a core, be run about five or six out of ten. Your heart rate will be up at around about, say, 70% of your rowing max heart rate. But it's not going to be one where you're kind of left thinking, oh, my good grief, I can't hold on anymore. Okay? Right. Are you ready for this? I might as well just start rowing, here. Let's go then. In three two, one, and we're off. So 20 strokes per minute is a beautiful stroke rate because it's just one stroke every three seconds. So you can look at your counter and just count down in threes or if you're watching me on a video, you can just time your stroke to when I'm rowing so you Drive and then recover. Drive, recover. So it's a fa- effectively a one second drive, two second recovery. And if you're listening to me on a podcast, then you should just hear the whoosh of my flywheel and also the pattern of how I talk should kind of help you know when I'm rowing but as we get past this first minute in I'm kind of hoping that you're already locked into your stroke rate and it's just about making sure you are putting in a consistent push of your legs in order to get your pace where you want it to be really shouldn't be too much hard work today i mean day three the three tabitas that was hard work so it's important to take it a little bit gentler let's say today so that you don't drain your energy stocks or worse, cause yourself any kind of overwear on your muscles. I am not listening to myself of course because I timed it poorly yesterday and my uh, session doing weights yesterday evening was leg day. <laughs> I was very poorly timed after doing the Tabata over lunch time so I have quite sore legs today in fact I'll continue that thought after we do our first set of power strokes which are kind of up in six strokes time remember this is about pushing from the legs so hold that forward tilt straight arms and then push with the legs to get the power in one more Here we go then. So, four, three, two, one. And back to normal 2K plus 18 pace again. You should really hear the flywheel or whatever you're using change its pitch get louder as you push in that power but you'll see it in the monitor as well hopefully but yeah I haven't really done a specific leg day workout for run about a month I stopped doing them while I was recording the 30 days of 30 minute rows because I was coming just a bit too much. And so last night was the first night back doing weighted squats and lunges and leg presses and uh, leg extensions so today <laughs> I'm at that stage where when I'm walking downstairs I'm going ooh, ha, ooh, ooh, ooh. it just shows how you train for what you do spend so long on a rowing machine like with all the workouts through November and we're halfway through December but because I hadn't been doing any proper resistance training my legs weren't used to it and so I've got to figure I'm quite strong and fit but it's that specific movements of squats and leg extensions and things that my body just wasn't used to doing. Which does bring up the question is there any point doing them if they're not actually muscles that I'm training when rowing? Okay, five strokes to go. Two more. One more, and then it's our power strokes again. Here we go. Four. Three. Two. One. And the important thing when you're doing those power strokes is to really feel like that power is flowing through your body and into the handle it's all a kinetic push kinetic energy from your feet which then has to surge through your body and into the handle the truth is there's so many potential power leaks when you're rowing to not get that power efficiently into the machine and you really want to plug those power leaks and it's not just about performance yes when you climb on the machine You want to go faster you want to feel that you're improving because must be said there is something super motivating about seeing that you're able to go faster at the same kind of perceived effort that's why rowing is so good or indoor rowing anyway because you have a monitor right in front of you that tells you stroke by stroke whether you are meeting exceeding or not quite meeting expectations that you've set yourself in terms of pace but Getting the power in, it's also about efficiency, keeps you fit enough to be able to go through a whole session like this. Okay, five strokes to go. Four. Three. Two. Last one. Here we go, power strokes four three two one because if you are using rowing even as a general fitness tool then the longer you can do it for the more of a chance... to get fit. So if you're really inefficient... and you tire yourself out... after only... five minutes... because you have a... pretty ropey technique... when it comes to... putting power into the machine... you're really not getting the fitness boosting workout that you might be looking for whereas a few tweaks in order to help get the power in can make it that you can roll for longer I mean case in point is the difference between a row like this where you push the power in from your legs as opposed to someone who climbs on thinks rowing is all about pulling the handle and then does 35 strokes a minute really quick with the the handle and within five minutes are completely destroyed because they're not actually giving themselves the all over body function that rowing is meant to be but the other thing the other reason to plug these power leaks is just injury prevention be it that the power leak itself can lead to injury, or just by losing power, you're doing other things to make up for it, which causes injury. Okay, five, four, three, two, one remember, push through the legs 4 3 2 1 so as being I've just spent the better part of what, 6 minutes talking about why you want to plug your power leaks do you not think it's kind of about time I mentioned some of them and what to do about it. So the first is what I was talking about in the warm up, about the timing of that push of your legs to your hands connecting to the handle. If you push with the legs before your hands connect to the handle what happens is your backside scoots away from you and you lose like a foot worth of push or potential push and the jolt that it can take to your lower back and then to your upper back as your upper back eventually snaps in can cause injuries and certainly because you are leaking power it's massively inefficient and in order to roll at the pace you think you should be You'll probably be taking the force through your upper back, heaving against the handle instead of your feet pushing and then hanging off the handle. And then the opposite is if you pull too soon and bend those elbows before your legs connect and the problem with that is you just don't get that snap of power in from your legs and you're wasting potential arm power that you want at the finish of the stroke all right four, three, two. One, so arms nice and straight, and push with the legs. Push. Keep those arms straight. One more. Good job. And the other thing about pulling, bending those elbows too early and heaving against it with bent elbows, is it really is a one-way ticket. To golfers' elbow and tennis elbow, and even things like—well, not maybe not torn biceps, but certainly ouchy <laughs> biceps. I felt it myself yesterday in the tabata, the opening stroke of each. 20 second effort I was really taking as a big pull with my arms to get the flywheel up to speed which is okay for the first for the first stroke of a session but not every single stroke but because I was doing so many of them my biceps we're on fire by the end of the row whereas something like today doesn't feel as though it touches my biceps at all it's all about shoulders and back or well, legs, shoulders and back so that's those Paraleaks and the next one remember I keep talking about this tilt into the front of the machine and you want to hold it there as you push that power into the machine because not only does it let that kinetic energy from your feet travel through the chain of your body into your hands it also Adds in power when you do eventually swing. Remember the warm up when we were rowing with just our back and arms? That swing of your back generates power which you lose if you swing too early. Four, three, two, one, here we go with the power strokes four hold that forward tilt three two one and so what you'll find is that there are some rowers who come in with the best of intentions in that forward tilt but as they start they'll lean back whoop oh forward tilt, forward tilt ah lean (laughs) what happened there? okay and so they are suddenly robbing themselves of that extra power as the torso swings over their hips from a forward to a backward lean but also because they are leaning back, the leg drive goes right through the lower back, which can aggravate kind of the L2 lumbar region and also the psoas muscle. And I should know, because I regularly tweak my psoas muscle not from rowing. Weirdly, the last time I did it, I was picking up a bucket while washing the car. <laughs> but it's like, this is why you're told to lift with your knees and not with your back. So effectively what we're doing for the rowing stroke, with the forward tilt, is lifting with our knees, not with our back but if you do that early lean then you're lifting with your back. You Done Sammy? So you're leaking power and you're also inviting potential injury as well. And as much as I was talking about not grabbing early from that kind of loss of power at the front I did mention And you also lose potential arm pull at the back. So what you want is legs, back, arms in terms of power. Oh, hang on. Let's not miss the next one. Five. Four. I've not missed any yet. Three. Two. One. Here we go then. Power strokes four so remember legs back arms legs back arms last one legs back arms so you push with your legs and all the power at the start is because of your legs then you add in the swing over your back and then you finish with that arm pull Okay, so I have the entire length of my arms to come into a finish when I eventually pull because I start with straight arms and hold them there until basically until my back swing is about halfway. And that gives me my entire arms all the muscles in my arms to pull into a finish whereas if I pull early at like this I've only got half of a potential arm pull to finish and that has two issues well has loads of issues but let's talk about two First one is you're losing power. You're leaking potential power because you're fighting against your legs when you pull early and then you don't have that full finish of your arms. But the other thing is that when you have a powerful finish, it helps your recovery into the next stroke because that powerful pull back causes like a spring tension to your arms caused by like your rib cage and your intercostal muscles and things that wants to bounce forwards again and so the more powerful a finish the more of a Help your arms get on the return, and that return is vital for getting you into the right position for the next stroke. Arm straight, forward tilt. Do you get me? Four, three. Bet you thought I was going to miss this one. Two, one. Here we go then. Power strokes. Four. Three, two, one. So, although I'm talking the front as you start the drive is so important, it's at the back that you get yourself into that position by pulling in powerfully, elbows through your sides, Maybe a slight flare out with your elbows, but not not chicken winged. Wait, that wasn't a chicken. Try that again. Chicken wings. That's better. And by getting your elbows through your sides, they cause that tiny help forwards that you just then have to continue With your arms and that then triggers your back to rock out of the eleven o'clock into the one o'clock tilt so that by the time your hands are past your knees your back is already in that forward tilt and all you have to do is bend your knees to return to the front of the machine again. There's also other ways to leak power like not taking a full leg drive either because you stop short at the catch at the front. Remember shins vertical please or because you don't get your legs fully down at the back of the stroke. Remember, don't lock your knees. You want a soft knees at the back. It helps to point your toes to the front of the machine as you finish. That helps with your posture, helps with your legs. Stops you tugging your feet against the foot straps and really helps plug that power leak. Five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Last set of power strokes. Four, three. Push with all those legs. Two, Push the machine away from you. One. So there's other things that can get in the way of your power and cause injuries and things, but really, they're the major ones. You'll hear about yours, you'll hear people talking about your heels and how If you raise them off the footplate, you'll leak power. The truth is, it all depends on the rower. So if you lift your heels, I'll try and do it, and then your backside scoots away before your heels connect to the footplate, that's the problem. But if you get your heels up, up and then slam your heels into the foot plate to make sure that timing of your connection is okay, there's less of a leak. So really it's down to your flexibility and your technique it's kind of recommended for new rowers when they first start to think about not lifting their heels too much because it causes a bad habit really and if you can get into the habit of keeping your heels as close to down as possible you're less likely to unconsciously develop that power leak. And it can help if you're a bit stuck there. Take a look at your knees. As you come forwards, are your knees together or apart? Because you want your knees to be kind of under your shoulders, in line with your armpits in order to get that power in and if they're too close together that can harm your flexibility and your power all righty then three strokes to go and we're all done <clears throat> Ta-da! hopefully today was a slightly different way to look at technique I mean, he was looking at it as probably more of a negative point of view, but by pointing out the things that can cause leaks, maybe you could recognise that in yourself when you're rowing. So rather than saying the ideal way to row is a 1 o'clock lean to an 11 o'clock with straight arms, push from the legs, ha-ha! <laughs> but, at the same time, there's a lot of technique chat today. And apart from a quite... ...worrisome attempt at the, at, at inter- impersonating a chicken. There wasn't many jokes or anything, so... ...I do hope... ...it was still entertaining enough for you. These 30 minute rows, I mean... ...really once you get into them... ...you get into the groove, you get into the flow... ...into the rhythm or whatever... ...it's really just about continuing... ...holding that pace... ...holding that stroke rate and that flow and things. So eventually... ...really what I'm saying is just white noise... For you to, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just noise for you to hear and maybe tune in and out of while you're concentrating on just thinking, right, am I, am I at the right stroke rate and pace? And it really, these sessions are just about grinding in that stroke. It's about repetition. It's like the Tabata one, that was about just going, Brah! full force. But you need to have that kind of good bass technique in order to be able to put in that full force efficiently and safely and all that kind of jazz. Okay? Right. Shut up, John. Two-minute cool down. Let's do it that way because I'm swearing at you. Um, Two-minute cool down. We'll do this at 18 strokes a minute. 2K plus 20 pace to start and then we'll slow down quite quickly. Okay? Here we go then. In three, two, one, and we're off. <sighs> but I do quite often try and properly sell the value of these long slow rows to you and I kind of hope it's digging in it's like I don't know it's like broccoli not everybody likes broccoli but most people at least agree how good it is for you apart from tiny little insects because there's a very, 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 very subtle insecticide, natural one like a poison that grows on broccoli that if you're an insect and you bite it you go, "Ah, I don't like that but it's in such a minuscule dose I mean, any chemist will tell you that a poison is in the dose or the dosing uh, yeah that for us we don't taste it and actually as a it's not an antioxidant it's a something else it's very good for us now I know what you're thinking you're thinking John's read a book no I haven't <laughs> but I have been listening to Paul Taylor's Mind Body Brain podcast again which I quite often reference because it's such an incredible wealth of information. I mean, to the point that if you're ever looking for, oh, hang on, one more stroke. I'll continue this in a sec, one more. You can continue cooling down, of course, while I say goodbye or jump off the machine, do some stretching. I recommend uh, quads, hamstrings, hip flexors, shoulders, biceps, forearms mm, and supine twists for your back okay there are other stretches to do but they're the ones that I do when I do them but I don't often do stretching so I'm a naughty boy that way yeah um, uh, yeah so I talk so his um, yeah yeah there we go that's where I was the podcast if ever you're looking for something just to listen to while rowing and it's not me why would you want to then I mean he's got loads and loads and loads of episodes which will keep you company for a long 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 time and he mentions me in one of them um, so you can tell me what one it is if you ever get that far uh, yeah, it's incredible wealth of information. Uh, very sensible stuff when it comes to uh, how he looks at diets. Basically kind of saying that diets are like a um, like a cult. <laughs> and if anyone actually starts to give you grief or really pushing something at you, then it's kind of like a religious cult. Um, so yeah, so it's well worth a listen. Anyways, that's where I got the, the bit of a broccoli from. It just popped in my head and started talking about it. So I thought I'd better reference uh, Paul Taylor's Mind, Body, Brain podcast. Really is such a Good listen, and he's a great guy. Um, So, Anyway, so that was today's session, uh, our broccoli session, which is exceptionally good for you. Not everybody likes it, but it's really good for you, so you should just eat it anyway. Yeah, cool. And then you can get into, and then you can have a bag of chips later. (laughs) Uh, Chips, of course, in in, um, the United Kingdom, chips are are what uh, you lovely um, United States of America people would call French fries. But here, actually, well, chips, like proper chip shop chips here, are like really thick cut, Wedges of potato basically that have been fried with French fries. They're those little stick thin things that you get with like McDonald's and whatever. Other fast food restaurants exist. But yeah, chippy chips, as in the UK chippy chips. Oh, yeah, they're they're what you want. Have your broccoli and then have some proper chip chips. Do you have thick cut chips like that? And you'll have potato wedges, I'm assuming, in uh, in other countries. But do you actually have like thick cut chip shop chips? Chip chip, 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 shop chips. Anyway. Should I just stop talking now? I probably should. So that was our four power strokes, the uh, row four of the 12 rows of Christmas. I'm back on track. Hey, listen to me branding. Hey. Um, so uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Obviously tomorrow's going to be five something. So um, I, yeah, I know what it is. It's, it's going to be uh, kind of a mid tier-ish row because today was a bo- uh, bottom low intensity row. Um, but yeah, so I hope you look forward to that one. To remember, you don't have to do all 12 in a row. And I'm just doing all 12 in a row so I can finish on Christmas Eve. You don't have to do this. We've got a whole bunch of the holiday season to spread these uh, out in. Uh, or even you could be doing this in May. And just because there's a Christmas tree in the background, that doesn't really make any difference, does it? Just because I'm talking about Christmas, you're not going to go, oh, well, this makes it do null and void row. There's no point in me doing that. Um, yeah, so I'll just go and get myself some chips. Mm, a nice fish and chips with a slice of lemon. Wow. Um, someone's really to right, right. Here's here's my ra- my rant diversion. I'll keep it short. In Scotland, you go to a chip shop, right, and you ask for a sausage supper, okay, and that's basically you get a little poke of chips, little thing thing of little boats basically of chips, and you get two sausages. But then you can also go in and ask for a single sausage and so with the sausage supper you get two sausages but then you ask for a single sausage and they basically just give you a sausage well I suppose that just makes perfect sense really but there's something oh i should probably edit this out shouldn't i there's something odd <laughs> about the sausage supper and the single uh, the single sausage it's been so long since i've ordered one to be honest this is why because i'm body's a temple you see no nah, um, anyway right okay l- listen I've, even my watch just went listen mate you want you might want to end your workout um should just come up and say end recording you're waffling so yeah maybe it's got a little there's a wee man inside my watch (laughs) and then it says oh he's on it again shut him up so i'm gonna shut up um let's have hashtag single sausage right and then then maybe someone can try and explain to me what i'm trying to say as well but yeah hashtag single sausage it's lovely sausage deep fried in batter Mm. But, but you just go <laughs> if you eat it. So if you made it this far through the video, uh, well done. Um, but that's the hashtag to use um, if you can leave any kind of comment on Facebook or YouTube or, or Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Um, yeah. So because it's all a bit of fun and it's yeah. So we are the word yeah. Four days of Christmas done. We'll see you in day five or in another video because you're probably like not doing that one again. So yeah, I will uh, see you in another video. Please look after yourselves. Stay safe, be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.